It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I am Josh and I'm here with... Mindy. And you look like you hesitated. I don't know. I thought maybe the pause would add dramatic effect. Okay. uh, I guess we'll find out later if it did. Mm, I'll just... I usually just chop the pauses out, so oh, now well. you just sound dumb. I'm gonna, make- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it extra close, like right after. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yes, welcome everybody. Um, Mindy's here, wrapped up in a blanket because we're getting a cold front here. Which for Texas, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's still in it's the like in the forties, in the uh, upper thirties, and today it felt like thirty-one outside. So for Texas, that's pretty cold. Yeah, and. And I'm like, I know I'm used to the cold, but I don't like it. Yeah, I still don't like it. Me neither. And also, like, we could have the heater on right now, but I didn't want the background noise to be like, you know, just hear the heater click on and off. Yeah. And then you can just hear it in the background. So we'll have to suck it up for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. And then I'll turn the heater on. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got Joaquin a sweater. Oh, yeah. He well, looks, well yeah. I did. He looks, yeah. he looks uh, pretty fly. He's like denim. And he already kind of ruined it, so we need to wash it. Yeah, it's, it only lasted what four hours. <laughs> I mean, it's still fine. We just need to pick all the grass out of it that he rolled into. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, we're on episode thirty-four, so we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. Um, I don't really have a lot of personal stories or experiences with Valentine's Day, besides mm-hmm. maybe as a kid having to buy a pack of like cards and then just writing kids names and giving them out yeah it's all i really did i never really had like a you know Mm -hmm. made a big deal out of valentine's day no i mean it it was more memorable for me before because it's my parents anniversary okay but now they're divorced so (laughs) (laughs) so that's our episode everybody let's go ahead and raise our glasses um yeah but besides that like i (laughs) Not a lot going on on that day for you? No, not usually. I think, like, the first Valentine's I had with, like, someone was you. Mm-hmm. I think. What did we even... Did we do anything I, special? I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, this Valentine's Day, I'm going to be working a, a basketball game, so we're not going to be able to do anything on the evening, but, I mean... It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. We don't make a big... We're not one of those that, like, you know, you got to get me something, and you, we got to go out and have a special... Like, all the restaurants are going to be busy and stuff, and, like, it's better just to do our own thing inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's, like, it's just, like, a day that society... Well, mm-hmm. just... Really, just America has It's a Hallmark been, holiday. Yeah. Just, like, it's kind of, like... You're expected to, like, if you have a partner, to, like, do something special. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, you don't, kinda... like, you um, you kind of just um, overcompensate because yeah. you're single. And you're like, I don't need a man or woman in my life or whatever else. <laughs> yeah. Or, and, yeah, so it's... That is funny to see those posts, too. Yeah, I have a friend that's, like, she posted yeah. something like that oh, earlier today. She, I think I know which one. She yeah. posts and stuff like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> About, like, uh, this is why I'm single, and I'm happy being single, and, like... <laughs> it's like, we know you're not. <laughs> you're protesting a little too much. Yeah. But anyways, they won't be named. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, get into your historical Valentine's Day thing. 
thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I really didn't have to research. Like, I really didn't think about this, this so much because I knew I wanted to do this. For... The massacre? No. Oh, okay. It's not... It's it's a little bit dark. Uh, y- mm-hmm. You see, so this is about Freddie Mercury and Mary Austin. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about this one because I really enjoyed the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie. So yeah, and want to hear how accurate it was or inaccurate? Um, yeah, you'll see. But it's it's something I've always been curious about, just because like it's such a. It's so weird how, like, everything, like, panned out, and then, like, they're still friends and all that, or they were. Like, how many things, like, how much happened. Yeah. And they still stuck stuck together as friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I wanted to go more in-depth about what it was like and all that. Okay. We're probably, I'll probably never know, like, the whole story, Mm because she's very, like, um... I guess reserved. Yeah, she's very reserved about everything. So, okay. which, which you yeah. know makes sense. So, all right, go for it. Okay, so, so Mary Austin at the time she was working at a clo- a fashionable clothing store in London called Biba or I don't know Biba Biba. I'm trying to be British. B e b a or something. B i b a. Oh, yeah. I don't know either one. Yeah. Um, and that's when she, like, first met Mercury. He had just completed art college and was working at a clothing stall in nearby Kingsington. So, I guess college didn't get him a great job. So, Austin was initially hesitant about um, about him because he seemed, like, larger than life whatever else. And she was kind of, like, reserved. Um but then, like, soon after, like, they started living together in a really um, cramped flat or apartment or whatever. <laughs> flat. Yeah. Um, while he worked on his music career. Um, she said, quote, he was like no one I ever met before. He was very confident and I'd never felt, I'd never been confident. We grew together. I liked him. And it went on from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, they would eventually move to a bigger flat in London's Holland Road and in 1973, the year Queen's infamous debut album was released, Mercury asked her to marry him. Wait, does the article say infamous? Yes. Isn't infamous usually known for something bad? I'm not like questioning you. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'll, questioning why they use that word. I don't know. I'm just reading it. Right? Because, yeah, like a day they will live in infamy was... Yeah. Uh, for some, like, well known for some bad quality or deed. Was it known for being a bad album? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, sorry. Whatever. I, I like to nitpick stuff. Anyways. <laughs> so, um. Get it right. Source. So, anyways, he asked her to marry him. Okay. Essentially. Um, and so she said, quote, When I was 23, he gave me a big box on Christmas Day. Inside was another box, and then another one. <laughs> And so on it like, went. Like uh, those Russian nesting dolls or something. Yeah, or like those guy gifts. That's yeah. what I thought when I heard this. A box inside of a box inside of a box. Mm-hmm. She said, um, it was like one of his playful games. Eventually, I found a lovely jade ring inside the last small box. Oh, that was so. worth it then. Well, yeah, but it's a lot of work, though. It's just like, just give a, me the ring. <laughs> there's a smaller ring inside that ring. Yeah. And so... <laughs> you didn't even hear? Huh? I said, there's a smaller ring inside so that ring, ring and then a smaller one. <laughs> you just went, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, so, uh, 
like she didn't understand what was going on until um, Austin asked Mercury which hand to place it on, and he replied on the left and asked her to marry him. She said, "Quote: I was still, I was shocked. It just so wasn't like what I was expecting." Yeah. And she just whispered, "Yes, I will." So that's the whole marriage proposal how that mm. happened. Um, so the following years, the queen queen uh, profile grew with their albums like Sheer Heart Attack and Night of the Opera. Um, and that one, there was a song called Love of My Life, um, which was written for for her, for Austin. Yeah, that was in the movie. Yeah. Um, so as the band's fame grew, so did Mercury. Um, so like things at home were not faring as well six years into the relationship, marriage thing, whatever they were doing. That's already impressive that yeah. it was that long considering the circumstances. Yeah. Um, uh, so like now the, in that time, like they really weren't talking about marriage anymore and like, and she was starting to think like something was going with like something was wrong. So she decided to talk to Freddie about it. Mm-hmm. And she said, quote, I told him, something is going on. I feel like a noose is around your neck. I think it's time for me to go. And so she, uh, Freddie insisted that nothing was wrong, but she recalls that the relationship cooling off after that. The same, and the same t- at the same time, the band was experiencing, like, incredible success. Yeah. Um, so he started returning home later um, and later most nights. And Austin thought that he was having an affair with another woman. But in 1976, um, he decided to discuss his evolving sexual feelings with her. Um, And then she says about this moment, she said, "Um, I'll never forget that moment. Being a bit naive, it had taken me a while to realize the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards, he felt good about finally having told me he was bisexual. Although I do remember saying to him at the time, No, Freddie, I don't think you're bisexual. I think you're gay. You're straight up gay. Yeah. (laughs) I think he was... I I don't know. I don't want to, like... Yeah, you don't don't want to cast aspersions on what he actually was. If he says he was. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, whatever, whatever he wanted to do. Okay. There was an episode of Friends where Phoebe is singing to little kids in the mm-hmm. in that cafe, mm-hmm. and she's teaching them about love. And she goes, "Well, I don't remember like how the melody goes, but she says, sometimes men love women, sometimes men love men. Oh, this is how it goes. <laughs> I do know it. <laughs> then there are bisexuals, but some just say they're kidding themselves, <laughs> and then like." All the parents are like around. And we're like, uh, I don't think these songs are appropriate to, to sing to kids. And then they're like all singing along with her later on. Anyways, some people believe that that if you're bisexual, you're really just gay and trying to hide it. Yeah, which I'm sure it's not always. There's that's not always the case. There's definitely people that like both, but yeah, sometimes it is the case. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna make any comments because <laughs> I don't know much about the kind of feelings because mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm heterosexual, mm-hmm. very. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. so, I don't know how they feel. I, I just, we'll leave it at some are, some are, yeah. like, just hiding it. Yeah. Some are open about it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, anyways. So, so after that, they kind of ended their physical relationship. Um, and then she moved to a nearby flat that uh, that Freddie had purchased. It, no, that the Freddie's um, music publishing company had purchased for, for her. Hmm. Um, and so... 
but she remained part of the band's extended cycle. Um, quote, this is from one of uh, a biographer. Um, she said, he said, she went on the road with them. Um, there are photographs of them together backstage at concerts into the late 70s, um, by which stage, by, by that stage, they're no longer a couple. Um, he was at all intents and purposes a gay man. It's very interesting part of their story that having lived together as a couple and believing that at one point they would get married and then having come to having to come to terms with the fact that he's sleeping with guys <laughs> and they remained such good friends Just for a so small long. Small hindrance, there. yeah. They remained such good friends so long after that. She stayed as part of the band's um, entourage because she was a part of the of his entourage. Mm. Um, she was the most important person in that entourage. So they were just engaged like that whole time. Yeah. For the six years or whatever in the, in that place. Yeah. In the, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is a quote from Freddie. He says, all my lovers asked me why I couldn't replace Mary, but it's simply impossible. The, she's the only, only friend I've got is Mary and I don't want anyone else. Um, to me, she was my common law wife. To me, it was a marriage. We believe in each other, and that's enough for me. I couldn't fall in love with a man the same as I have with Mary. See, that sounds by to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe like emotionally. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, emotionally is enough. It doesn't have to be all about like sexual and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does seem like they had a connection that he could not have found with anyone else. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> so, Austin would witness Mercury go on to live a life of lavish of excess, a rock god's existence fueled by substance abuse and random mm -hmm. sexual yeah, encounters. Yeah. While she would make her own path. She had two sons with painter Pierce Cameron. Um, so her first son, his name is Richard, and Freddie Mercury is actually um, his godfather. Oh, that's cool. And then Jamie was born after Mercury said, so he never got to meet mm -hmm. him. Um, though she never married Cameron, she did marry a businessman named Nick Halford, and that ended in divorce five years after they got married. Hmm. So no. Not very successful after, I guess. I guess not. But she had kids. Yeah. That would suck to be the kid born after he passed. And you're yeah. like, dude, oh my God, look how awesome he was. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe the other kid too probably doesn't remember him much. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Freddie Mercury's your godfather, technically, yeah. so that's pretty badass. I would put that on a t-shirt and wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury's godfather. God, uh, Is my godfather. godfather. Yeah. Um, but... um. But even through all this, like, she's never, like, been absent from his life at all. Um, Austin reportedly worked for his management company um, and was there consistently all the years leading up to his death. Mm -hmm. um, so when Mercury was diagnosed with HIV in 1987, there was no treatment for the virus, and he died of AIDS-related complications four years later on November 24th, 1991. Mm -hmm. And Austin was by his side the whole time. Um, this is from one of the bandmates. He said, quote, um, he kept her close by when he became ill. The fact that she was so well looked after in the will, she got the house and the share of the publishing. He effectively left a lot of a lot to her as if she, he was leaving it um, to his widow. Mm -hmm. Mary was probably good at keeping him grounded. She had been there before the money, before the fame, 
and she was there at the end. Nice. So, very noble, I guess. Yeah, he made sure she got the hookup after. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of, after his passing, Mary Austin says that she lost someone she thought was um, her eternal love. She said, quote, When he died, I felt we had a marriage. We'd done it for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health. You can never have let go of Freddie unless he died. And even then, it was it was difficult. Hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, they both were on the, at the same level, I think, of uh, like dedication and... Yeah, I think it was How much just, they meant to each other. Yeah, I think it was just Freddie, like, his own feelings. Like, mm-hmm. he couldn't ignore them, I yeah. guess. Um, he, I guess he, he liked... He his, couldn't be caged by one person, maybe. Um, maybe of. he just liked penises. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was trying to put it more eloquently, but sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, maybe that's just... just I don't know. Some, penises just does something for him or did something for him. You don't know? <laughs> I mean, I do know. I yeah. probably, it's, he is having random hookups, so. That's true. Unless there's But I wonder, if he's, I wonder if he hooked up with women, too. Probably. Probably a little of both. Well, if he is He bi- seems to be more, yeah, if he's bi. He seems to be more about, like, the connection with a person and what they can offer than just physical. Yeah. Besides when he would randomly hook up for, like, a night. Yeah. Well, he's a little of everything, I think. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, he's on, he's hard to understand. Freddie Mercury liked the variety platter. Yeah, he liked penises and to, vaginas. Exactly. <laughs> if you take anything from this episode, it's that Freddie Mercury liked penises and vaginas. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I guess Freddie Mercury had, like, left her the responsibility of taking care of, like, what, what they did with him afterwards after he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, like, she kept the secret of, like, his illness before he died, because, uh, I guess it was, like, he had, was suffering for a long time. It wasn't very right. open until, like, months after he died, uh, before mm-hmm. he died, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and so, Freddie asked her to collect his ashes and place them in a private location never to be disclosed. Um, it's a promise she's kept waiting two years after his death to secretly move them from the house he died in. Um, and, and, and that's the same house she still resides in, hmm. right? Resides in now. And it has a lot of like his like furniture that he right. got and stuff. Um, and so she said about that quote, he didn't want anyone trying to dig him up as if, um, as it happened, um, to some famous people. Fans can be deeply obsessive. He wanted it to remain a secret, and it won't remain so. So, um, yeah. You can't blame him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people would maybe desecrate it or something. Or just want to visit it and do weird things with it. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, it's it's, weird. Like, I wonder where it is. Like, where she put his ashes. (laughs) We'll never know. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. So, (laughs) yeah, that's. The love story between Freddie Mercury and Mary Austin. Awesome. So, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a, interesting. It's very yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I did want to hear more about it after watching that movie because and, and it's also like it's crazy that happened like, um, like at the time it was go- like at the time they were at because like, um, like back in the day like LGBT stuff was like starting to come out, but it's still very like stigmatized and. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, and 
like one of the greatest bands of all time like the lead singer is like is bisexual like that's I'm talking that's, about the Beatles I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very like different mm-hmm. and like out there I guess and yeah so. it was like a very progressive thing for the time mm-hmm. now, it, now it's widely accepted um, well, in the entertainment industry not yeah, necessarily yeah, for sure. n- not in the country yeah um, and to be curious to like what would happen if like this happened now, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know. I'm sure there's some bisexual uh, singers and yeah, but I feel like maybe they're like they. Well, I'm not gonna say. Um, maybe they are <laughs> more, <laughs> more um, open about it now. They're less afraid to be coming out about it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think we've changed as a whole at least a little bit towards the positive, even though there's some pushback from old school people. Old white people, yeah. Old white people, basically. But um, it's a work in progress, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. hopefully down the road, uh, it won't even be like, it won't even matter to where they don't even have to say anything. It's just <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's just another fact about me. Or it's like, our like, kids are going to be like, why wouldn't... Why was gay marriage illegal? So make it like, are they not people? And I'm like, yeah, I know it was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like when we watched Drunk History, and there was like, like this used to be a thing for real. Yeah, like what were people thinking? <laughs> well, it's just a time, man. Yeah, yeah. Speaking so. of, what are people thinking? Let's get into questioning Florida, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Because this is like the epitome of that question. Okay. This is one of the dumbest people I've I've heard of. <laughs> okay. That that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, with all the research I do. Yeah. This is from June of 2018. Um, Click has the story. Florida man arrested after calling police to have his drugs tested. Wait, his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll explain. Okay. Police uh, received many calls for assistance, but this one was quite unusual. Douglas Kelly, 49, from Hawthorne, Florida, called the Putnam County Sheriff's Office on Tuesday, asking them to test the drugs he bought a week earlier because he wanted to press charges against the person who sold them to him. Like, like, like cocaine drugs or like prescription drugs or? Um, I'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> Kelly's public defender did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Police said Kelly told them he had a bad reaction after he smoked what he believed to be meth mm-hmm. and thought he had he was sold another illegal substance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a... So the sheriff's office wrote this on Facebook. In an effort to ensure the quality of the drug the suspect purchased, detectives told Kelly if he came to the sheriff's office, they could test the narcotic he purchased. He drove down to the police station and handed over the clear crystallized substance for officers to test. And the test showed it was meth, according to the Facebook post. He was promptly arrested and charged with possession and booked into the county jail. I can't, like, imagine how the interaction is. Like, it's like, officer, you gotta check this, this, this guy who sold me this meth. <laughs> I think he he sold me something else. Excuse me, come again? What did he sell you? 
the I got this meth from this guy, and then I took some of it, and meth as in crystal meth. As yeah, in- are you are you not listening? Yes, it's crystal meth. Okay, but then I had this weird reaction. And crystal I think meth, like the drug. Yes, yes. Uh, there you go. You're following the, the illegal drug. Does that the point? The point is. Do you he, know what illegal means, sir? The, the, hey, hey. Let me finish my okay, story. Sorry. Go ahead. Start from the so, top. <laughs> so I think this guy sold me another Guys, drug. Um, Listen to this. <laughs> so this guy, I think he sold me another drug, and I want to press charges because isn't that like fraud or something? Or oh, very well. You know what fraud is, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, yes, if somebody advertises something as one thing and it's something else. There could be legal ramifications. Okay, yeah. However, that's usually a good that's uh, legal, like a service. But it's still... He still did it, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's technically a service, like giving you meth is a thing, but yeah. it's illegal. So, um, I'm afraid... Can you just turn around and go follow that officer right there? Uh, no, just, you're trying to... I'm, ha- I'm trying to get your help. <laughs> just... Look, there's crystal meth behind you. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Those are the handcuffs. <laughs> that was exactly how it went down. Yeah. Um, he drove down, handed over, and they tested it. Um, they used this incident to let others know um, that they're always there to help to test any illegal drugs. So no, they, <laughs> they. You know, I was thinking um, uh-huh. I should have done it like the little kid. Remember that was like. Uh, Linda, Linda, listen, listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, done it? That was a complete reenactment by other actors. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, um, so they posted on Facebook again after this. If you believe you were sold bad drugs, we are offering a free service to test them for you. <laughs> Remember, our detectives are always ready to assist anyone who believes they were misled in their illegal drug purchase. So I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, it probably got some more hits after that. And people are really... Uh, Dumb that use meth, yeah. so you don't really show the best judgment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially after you took meth, like. Yeah, who knows what the hell's going on in your brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe he thought it was like cocaine or something. <laughs> I, I do you take those the same way. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine can be snorted, and. Uh, well, how do you meth, take meth? Meth is you, like. Do you smoke it? Yeah, you smoke it. I think there's a version where you can fucking butt. Chug it. I don't know. There's different ways but to chug get- it. <laughs> There's different ways to take drugs. We obviously we're not illicit drug users, no. so um but the night is young. Alright. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. For spot the fake. You ready? Yeah. Alright, let's get into it. to get the the verbal okay before i play our theme song well you took a pause (laughs) you thought i was playing it already all right so this is back on theme let's get back to valentine's day and off of crackheads yeah the history of conversation heart phrases oh okay so i'll just read a little bit about it and then i do have a related spot the fake um, conversation hearts were invented in, in the 1860s by the brother of uh, Neko's founder. I think Neko is like a candy company. Like they uh, yeah, and they make that shitty wafer. chalk candy. Yeah. yeah. The first hearts uh, had printed paper notes stuck, tucked inside. The lengthy old-fashioned sayings included such wistful thoughts as, please send a lock of your hair by return mail. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that... <laughs> super that's, creepy a uh, little that's a lot that's, that's a lot to, like they wouldn't that wouldn't fit on these Wait, candy did you, hearts did, did you watch charlie's angels the movie yeah no 
I don't uh, think so. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because there is this weird guy in the movies that, like, <laughs> he was obsessed with hair. So, like, he would, like, cut, like, a shred of, like, one of the angel's hair and just be like... Mm, it's weird. Yeah. Is he, like, a villain? Yeah. Clearly. S- super weird. I don't though. think there's a way he could be an, an ally. <laughs> Anyways, so, f- for 2010, they introduced new flavors and sayings. New flavors like strawberry, green apple, lemon, grape, orange. I thought it was going to be, like, cardboard styrofoam <laughs> <laughs> paper. Uh, if it's anything like Neko usually does, yeah. yeah. It probably tastes like that. For the first time in its 145-year history, the American public was invited to participate in an online survey to decide which phrases of love would appear on Conversation Hearts in 2010. Since then... <laughs> what? I got a good one. What? Um, it's like that... And then the peach emoji. Oh, dad ass. <laughs> I don't the know if they can have emojis on the... They're not that advanced yet. Maybe well, in 2020. Yeah, maybe. Sayings on the hearts have been updated every few years since then. So what I did was I found some of the funniest or most random ones throughout the years. So they could be recent or like old. Um, and only one of these I made up. Okay. And the other three are all real. So you gotta spot the fake. Okay. That's how the game is. Yes. Number one, tweet. Number two, DM me. Number three, wicked cool. Number four, recipe for love. Like a four. Wait, so the first one was just tweet? It was just tweet. Second one was DM me. Third one was wicked cool. Fourth one is recipe for love. Mm. Okay, so tweet is so dumb that I think it might be... Real. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Um, D- uh, Wicked Cool, Recipe for Love, and DM Me. DM Me is probably one. Okay. So Wicked Cool and Recipe for Love? I'm going to say Recipe for Love just because it sounds too long. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how you fit that in a little heart. So you're correct about um, Tweet. That one is uh, is real. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Uh, like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, tweet Me would make more sense, right? Yeah. Or Retweet Me, RT Me. Yeah, Come on, it's hire not, me, it's not that long. Hire me and Mindy, Neko. <laughs> she can have dad ass and I'll put retweet me. Uh, Wicked Cool is also one. It's like a New England-based <laughs> yeah. um, entry, I guess. And the other real one is Recipe for Love. Dang it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had a few with the four number four in there that I read. But it, that's just too long. <laughs> yeah, you, we would think, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, so DM me is actually not real. Dang I it. came up with that one. I kind of. Went I, off I think the, that's the best one to fall for. Right, that's why Hineko. <laughs> get on board. You can sponsor us. We'll do an ad right now. Well, actually, you know what? I, if we're gonna have sponsors, I want them to be something that we actually like. <laughs> that's true. Sorry, Neko, you're out. Yeah, we. I've never. I can't remember the last time I had Neko candy. Mm-hmm. Vodka, any kind of vodka. Um, call us. Um, DM us. Wawa, send yeah. us coffee. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I uh, got you this time. Yeah. I really need to update the score. We need to see what's going on. Eh, I think you're okay. I, th- I think you're still... <laughs> I think you're still up. I think so. But it's getting... It's gotten tricky because we we're having guests and sometimes you get like half a point or or whatever. Yeah. We'll figure it out one day. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the main story before we wrap it up here. Okay. And you may have heard about this one. It's pretty recent. In fact, this article that was written about it was from this morning, (laughs) February 8th. But I did read it a few days ago. So it's been an ongoing thing. This is from people.com. Someone wrote, um, 
The Texas Zoo will name a cockroach after your ex oh, yeah. for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm, yeah, I've seen, I seen it like, all over Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. I figured you had, but I wanted to give more detail about it because I mm-hmm. thought it was funny. So, a Texas Zoo want to help, uh, wants to help you get over your ex just in time for Valentine's, and they're using cockroaches to do it. The El Paso Zoo announced its special Valentine's Day event, aptly titled Quit Bugging Me, on Facebook on Monday, inviting the public to name a cockroach after their exes. The bugs will then be fed to meerkats at the zoo. Um, <laughs> Did you hear that part? No. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, um... What if someone gets really attached to their cockroach? <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you mean, though? They, they don't... You don't interact with them. <laughs> You're just naming But did them. you see them, though? No, I don't think so. You just... Well, then what's the point? You submit... Well, okay. Just wait. Let me read. Okay. <laughs> the zoo's Facebook post said... It didn't burp, but I'm about to right now, so hold on. <clears throat> what's the perfect Valentine's Day gift? Naming a cockroach after your ex, of course. Message us your ex's name, and we'll name a cockroach after them. Mm-hmm. So, they just posted it and got names that way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's thousands of cockroaches, I'm sure, to mm-hmm. feed them, so... And then they said, watch on Facebook Live or on our website's Meerkat webcam on Valentine's Day at 2.15 to see them devour these little bugs. Hmm. So you're probably not really going to know which one is yours. You're just going to know one of them is getting eaten by a meerkat and yeah. eventually they'll get to your ex. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of lame. Like, <laughs> you wanna, if, like if, if I had an ex and I put one of those cockroaches, like I want to see... I want to see it, and then I want to see the meerkat. <laughs> yeah. So, Is it meerkat? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Meerkat, yeah. So as of, you know, when this comes out, this will already be over, but um, at the time it's saying, those who wanted to participate were sending their ex's names in a direct message to the zoo through its Facebook page up until February 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, on Valentine's Day, the zoo staff will decorate the meerkat exhibit with the names. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, they'll decorate. I didn't even read this part. With the names before feeding the roaches to the animals. So I guess um, you'll kind of have an idea if your person is in there. <laughs> uh, social media users quickly took to the idea, and Facebook post has been shared more than 4,500 times. Dang. The interest has even prompted zoo officials to include other animals in the event. We've had a tremendous response to our Quit Bugging Me event, they wrote on a post, so much so that we have decided to spread the love to some of our other animals here at the zoo. We'll keep you posted on feeding times next week. <laughs> so they might make it a thing. Maybe maybe like how they throw fish at the whales. Maybe they'll do that. They, they should have like... If they have They should have like the... charged people maybe like 50 cents. Yeah, and then donated it to like a yeah. animal fund or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been a good idea. Do you have any exes that you would have done this with? I don't know if any really ended on bad terms. Um. Or any did anything that wrong to you? No, not really. No. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't really don't talk to them anymore, but I, I don't have, like, bad memories with any of them. The breakup wasn't, like, bad or anything. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so let's... We have, I have one more question before we raise our glasses. Okay. Let's pretend it's not, like, an X thing. Like, you don't have to pick an X. Don't say it out loud. Just think it. Okay. And then um, we'll say three, two, one, and we'll say the person. Okay. So, if you could pick anybody to name a roach after and get eaten by a meerkat, whether you know them or not, think of somebody. Do you have someone in mind? No, well, you just asked me a really hard question. Okay. No, it's, I'll give you some time. Okay. Mm. I'll play the Jeopardy song. And the, think of anybody right now um, oh, that you would want to name um, a cockroach after to be devoured. 
and it could be a personal or it could be uh just a figure uh, I forget his name hmm. he has someone... definitely we're not gonna say the same name as I thought we would no but if you got one but you don't remember his name no okay well you're kind of ruining this game um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay let me rephrase think of somebody whose name you know <laughs> that you'd want to name because they need their name they, they need to put this name on a cockroach fine um <sighs> give me a minute and then afterward i will shame you for not saying the name i'm saying and then we'll get out okay um oh i got it you got one yeah okay after one, we'll say the name. Three, two, one. Donald Trump. Okay. Now we know where we stand. Tom Brady and Donald Trump. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Donald you Trump. You guys are cockroaches in our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, happy Valentine's well, Day, well, everybody. Can I, well, can I say something? Go ahead. So the other person that I was thinking of is that, like, college student that raped that girl, like, in the trash, like, near the trash can, and, like, those two guys, like, came up and, like, saved her, oh. and only got, like, what, like, like a month in jail or some mm. shit like that. Okay, yeah. I, who knows? Who cares what his name is? Yeah, that's why I can remember it. Did you just feel like mine was too obvious? You didn't want to go with it? No. <laughs> Tom yeah. Brady's I, worth, Tom Brady is worth one, too. Yeah. So. All right. Anyways, uh, are we good? Yeah. On that note, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. Happy um, Valentine's Day, Mindy. Yay. As of today, we'll be celebrating by doing... Nothing. Every, <laughs> absolutely nothing abnormal from <laughs> what we normally do. Mm-hmm. But on that note, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. And go grab a refill. Bye. Bye, everyone. couldn't be caged by one person maybe um maybe he just like penises (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean i was trying to put it more eloquently but sure